0: So, welcome to Unhooked in the Nook.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Terry <Unhooked>? and Alex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, this is our uh, second episode. And I wanted to ask you about vulnerability.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Not vulnerability. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going there. Good. Felt like a natural. Is there next any step. other
1: is there any other place to go, right?
0: It, well, yeah, right. No, I have to agree with that. It's pretty much the foundation of everything. Mm-hmm. So we have to go there next now that we've laid the ground rules of unhooked in the nook. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, I'm gonna ask you I have a couple questions lined up. I think we can agree. I mean, just based off of the very brief things we just said about it, that vulnerability is important. Um, so let's just establish that before I ask my question. Um, what What do you think is powerful about vulnerability or why do you think it is important uh, in, in day-to-day life?
1: I think that vulnerable. Ability. Ugh, I might have to cut that one out. Um, <laughs> you can start over if you want start fresh. <laughs> um, I think vulnerability is, some people would look at that as a weakness, but it, it, it is so much a, a strength, and it's it's a necessity, because if you approach life not being vulnerable, and thinking that your wall that you have around you is going to protect you from hurt or fear, anxiety, whatever the bad things are that humans fear, you, you, you got that all wrong. You need to be vulnerable to take those walls down and stand there and, and let those things come. Let the fear come, the anxiety the dread, whatever. Um, and good things will come as well. The happiness, the joy, because when that wall is built, it's not just protecting you from bad things. it's also protects you from good things. Uh, you might meet the love of your life, and that wall is up there, and you're so protected and guarded that That love of your life never gets to see the real you. So what you might have to offer to that person is behind the wall, too. So vulnerability. Yeah, I mean, take that wall down. Sorry, I just had a Ronald Reagan flashback. (laughs) Take down that wall. Take down the wall. Lean in. (laughs) <laughs> Lean in all sorts and of be vulnerable, be mm-hmm. open, be yourself, warts and all. Because that way you're opening yourself to experience what we're here to experience. And I don't have the answer to what that is. <laughs> Not only any of us do, mm-hmm. uh, but we're all humans. We're here to learn and the only way you can learn is to, to be open. Mm-hmm. And to be open in my mind means to be vulnerable and keep keep your guard down. Let things happen. Mm-hmm. Say things that you're not sure society is gonna to wanna to hear. And and also be able to say you're sorry when you screw up. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us are come with all the, the instruction manuals for how to be the perfect human. So that's why I think it's super important to be vulnerable.
0: Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I really liked the, you know, speaking about the love of your life that that's where good things come from. It's yes. not, you know, you can keep try to keep out bad things, but you're also keeping out the good. And, mm-hmm. you know, that is at the one of the main pieces of the heart of um, the power of vulnerability TED Talk that Brene Brown does. Where she really talks about you know you can try to numb things out, but guess what when you numb out that pain, you're also numbing out your creativity, mm-hmm. your connection, your love, and that you know she speaks to it vulnerability can be excruciating, but it's that those who embrace it that are what I think she calls them wholehearted people, I think that's what she labeled them that they recognize that yeah, it can be painful, but it's necessary
1: mm-hmm. it's
0: it's not something that um you can just not do and be happy or content like that's just not gonna it doesn't equate basically
1: that's right it it truly doesn't so put your heart out there and uh, and and you gain strength a lot of, a lot of people might think well wait a minute I'm not you know being vulnerable is is weak I mean then you're open to it to be attacked or to be whatever mm-hmm. um, and part of that is true you are open to be attacked but it it's like it's it's almost like the school analogy that i, I like to refer to a lot of a times um, uh, yeah but you learn from that mm-hmm. and what when you may be attacked at, at 30 guess what when you're 35 you're you're going to be ready because you've learned if you've never Let yourself be attacked. You're going to either keep making the same mistake over and over, Mm -hmm. or you're going to shelter yourself from experiences that are truly going to help you grow as a human and get to the next level and get to a place in your life where you feel secure, comfortable, Good in your own skin isn't that what we all want mm-hmm. right at at any age we all want to feel good and and even if you're not accepted by society for a gazillion reasons, if you can feel good about walking along other people that that that's that's it i mean that's mm-hmm. that's the goal,
0: yeah, absolutely. and we talked about how um courage is uh you know something you build on you know you know you little things and you get bigger and take on bigger and bigger challenges and i would say that vulnerability it takes courage and it to be vulnerable and to get attacked and say oh look you know i survived that and let me continue to be vulnerable and grow and learn from that and it to again you know talking about the ted talk but to say you know yeah it can be painful It can be uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but it's also necessary for a true connection. I mean, right back to the love of your life. How can you, Mm -hmm. if you're not vulnerable and and know who you are and be able to show who you are, then how can you really have that deep love, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know back, I don't know. When was that Tom Cruise movie? There was a thing. There was a movie out, you know, like "Oh, you you complete me," and, and all that kind of thing. Um, that sounds so romantic to meet someone that completes you, mm-hmm. but you know what? If if you if you are vulnerable and you open yourself up to every day to be able to to take on what life is throwing at you, you are complete. I mean, Mm -hmm. you are as complete as a human can be. And who wouldn't fall in love with a complete person, you know, or someone that acknowledges, hey, I don't know everything, Mm -hmm. but let's go on this journey together.
0: Right. For the record, I 100% agree about the no one completes you, that you complete you. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Amen. amen. <laughs> I am my in sorry, this Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're,
1: and Renee Salwiger, and I don't remember the name of the movie, but I remember loving the movie and thinking, "Oh, that's so sweet. You complete me." Mm. Um, but no, yeah, no. Don't don't let somebody complete you. No. complete yourself. And
0: yeah, I think the trick. or not even the trick. The the magic. Of, of being in love, is to be truly seen. So to have someone truly see you and love you, not despite you, but because of you, you know, your whole you, you, your imperfect you, see you with a capital S. I think that that is where true love lies. It's not about fulfilling each other's lives or filling the void, you know, just like addictions can fill voids i mean that's kind of love can be in an addiction in my opinion and that's where it gets dangerous and that's i feel like exactly what you're speaking to it's Mm -hmm. like yeah it sounds all great but that's being a kid and growing up thinking you know you're fed those messages but really is it really that beautiful to need someone to Complete you? I don't think that's beautiful to me. I don't. I feel no, that t- it to be isn't. uncomfortable. It,
1: it's very uncomfortable. And even if it's a love made in heaven, you know, we're human. We have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. So then, what happens when the other person is no longer sure. around? Then, then you're incomplete, and you mm-hmm. have to wallow and mm-hmm. suffer and right. whatever. Um, yeah. Now, I think we all need to complete ourselves, and. Mm like i said that that's so attractive mm-hmm. i think when you meet another person another human that has a like minded awareness that we don't need another human to complete us mm-hmm. we are all working on being the best selves that we can be yeah and if you are tuned into that we can compliment each other and I can certainly encourage and support and and cheer for you mm-hmm. and love you unconditionally mm-hmm. with all your warts and whatever the expression is <laughs> but yeah you you don't complete me. It's nah. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for that kind of relationship, there are still unfortunately a lot of people believing that there is that one that they need the soulmate that's going to complete them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and for those folks, I hope you find that person and you live <laughs> happily ever right. after. Don't yeah. want to rain on your parade. Sure, but for the rest of us, um, yeah, just yeah, complete yourself.
0: Yeah, I liked one time you uh, talked about. Um, if you don't mind me saying that you have a husband. No, <laughs> and, uh, and I still do. Yes, yes, <laughs> you have a husband. And um, we were talking about love, and you talked about him being a planet in your solar system. And I always, I really admired that. Um, and, you know, they can be a big planet in your solar system. They can orbit real close to you, but if they're not, they don't, they're part of the solar system there. And right. I think that that's, you know, just like you, Terry, are as my friend, are part of my solar system, you know, and I I, I just I really liked how you had framed that. And I, um, in the time since, had met someone, fell in love, and for a time, for a moment, thought, is this a completing type thing? And I very quickly realized it's um, no. It's not that that's unhealthy, that that's it's needy. It's um, no one wins. And I think the whole core of unconditional love, people say it, but don't really think about what they're saying. Unconditional love is the whole warts and all the whoever you are, the imperfect you that I can't complete.
1: That's correct.
0: That is the person I love. And um, yeah, I just... That analogy is always that image. We were in this very nook, actually. It looked very slightly different, maybe less lights and microphones. Um, but you said it, and it's always like a, an image came to mind when you said it, and it just stayed with me. And I'm really glad you told me that before I met the person that I met, because it helped me, kind of guided me. and um, Yeah, just not letting love be an addiction, but letting it fill that void. And I think that everyone feels the void. Some people recognize it more than others. Maybe those who are vulnerable with themselves mm-hmm. see it for what it is more clearly that wholeness that we're looking for. And it's in ourselves. It's literally right here in the present within ourselves, in my humble opinion.
1: Yes, to- totally agree. Totally agree. And um, <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking, which planet would my husband be? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nerdy (laughs) engineer, Saturn, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm I'm glad that uh, this nook environment, I swear it's a portal to another dimension. (laughs) And uh, yeah. (laughs) Here we are.
0: (laughs) If we suddenly disappear. The best
1: conversations (laughs) happen in this part of the the nook for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, this is a leading question, but um, I would like to know your thoughts on this. Um, one of the reasons I think that vulnerability is so powerful, um, aside from it being the birthplace, as Brene Brown, of creativity and love, is that if you're vulnerable with yourself, how am I going to put this? I think that you are able to sense the world more clearly now there's no in my opinion one true reality uh, reality is all subjective and mm-hmm. it, 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 i don't believe that there is one true reality but within you know let's say the room uh, right now the nook you and i talking that if you were to say something that make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. if i'm able to be vulnerable with myself let's not I even say you let's just say with me only and I'm able to feel that ripple through me and then I'm able to be vulnerable enough to say, well, one, I feel uncomfortable, just to even admit that within myself and then to say, all right, let me look below that surface. Why do I, what is, what about what she said made me Mm -hmm. uncomfortable? I think that there's a way that you can sense um, yourself and the connections around you, the circumstances around you, the energy around you um, more clearly and if then, you know, the the more sight that you have, the better you're able to navigate. I mean, just simply, that's <laughs> kind no, of the laws you're of right. physics you're on absolutely that absolutely Right about that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I was just curious if you if you're where you kind of land. If that's, I mean, like I said, this is kind of a leading question because I'm making it clear where I stand on it, but I don't need you to agree with me. Um, but I, there's something in that I think about. I guess vulnerability um, strengthens sight which i think can also strengthen intuition like i don't think intuition is a magical thing a lot of people talk about intuition as if it's like this mystical mm-hmm. either you got it or you don't i don't necessarily believe that i actually think intuition is maybe like uh, well if you have the sight that there's one over there and one over there and you add them together they equal two and so you're not surprised when two appears Mm-hmm. Is one plus one equals two. So, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. No, I I, I totally agree. Um, and I'll make a, another uh, Marvel reference. It's like <laughs> the Spidey sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man, he gets like the tingly sensation when crimes are happening and, mm-hmm. you know, and. You're really not a Marvel part, are you? I mean yeah, I knew Spider Man. Oh, are so you know, know like he, get, he like gets the spidey sense yeah. and then he like he's getting his yeah. web things yeah. ready and they start, <laughs> you know, start coming out and he, and he's and he he kinda it, it's on his radar.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so yes, totally agree that in my life experience when you are vulnerable and because you're vulnerable and, and you're hearing, you know, just conversation, and then something starts to bug you about something that's being said. And then if you are vulnerable, hopefully you will then ask yourself, why? why well, you know, what, why, why am I, why is my heart beating a little faster? Or why am I getting a little hot under the collar? Or why, why is what is happening affecting me this way. Mm-hmm. And if you're not vulnerable, mm-hmm. you probably have that wall built and it probably is still affecting you, but your brain's already saying, oh idiot, 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 that mm-hmm. person, whatever. Oh, that's that's just not that's oh, what a flake, what then you go like you revert back to caveman days mm-hmm. of survival it's like because you're feeling uncomfortable with what someone is saying you don't take a step back and and ask yourself well does that make sense it's obviously not feeling good to me whatever that person is saying or doing i'm not mm-hmm. liking it mm-hmm. but why
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if you're able to just even do that you've evolved a lot yeah <laughs> because very few Of us take the time to take a step back and ask the why. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say if you are vulnerable, if you take the step back to ask why, you're going to know the why. Mm -hmm. And then you can make a calm, educated decision on how to continue that whole interaction. Mm -hmm. You can uh, perhaps say, well, okay, that's your opinion. And you know, that's fine.
0: Right.
1: Um, if you're not vulnerable and you let all those human, oh, that's wrong. And that's, I'd never do that. You're probably not going to say, well, that's your opinion and it's fine. You're probably going to want to be, ooh, mm. well, let me tell you how it really is. Yeah. That's BS. Then, and then, and then, you know, and then that creates that toxic, oh, you know, yeah. you got to be right. Yeah. So another benefit, you know, what I think is the benefit of mm-hmm. being vulnerable is mm-hmm. to always recognize when your body is sending you, your brain is is making you wake up and say, "Pay attention to what's happening here," because mm-hmm. you need to make a decision. You need to learn from this. Right. If you support it, um. If you support it you're probably not going to have that that angst but if you don't that's even more important because then it's going to give you the opportunity to either say something mm-hmm. or to take a step back and say okay you know you, you, you need to pick your battles is, is this mm-hmm. is this an argument is this something that i feel i need to discuss with the person mm-hmm. or, or or you let it or you let it go
0: mm-hmm.
1: but in any case whichever one you decide you've you've made a more human a humane Mm. decision to interact with this person Mm -hmm. and right now you you know as we can see our society is not doing that right we're we're all divided and and Mm -hmm. dug in deep and whether it's covid or shots or no shots or government no government you mm-hmm. know the, the war the, as we had mentioned in uh in ukraine and putin and you know i mean you can get so overwhelmed mm-hmm. but i think the important thing to do is is like i said just take a step back when and your body lets you know oh yeah and it lets you know even in not in necessarily the, the bad way, but in the good way too, you know? Yeah. You're like, Ooh. you just meet somebody and your heart is <laughs> fluttering all over the place. And you're like, wow. <laughs> hey. Yeah, Why? Is. Like, what about this person, you know? And it doesn't even have to be like a yeah. relationship yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. It's like you're at Barnes & Noble and you're, you know, looking at a book and then somebody else is, is you know, has another book by the same author and they Mm -hmm. they look at you and there's like oh did you you know that's a fabulous book did you read this and you're like no or or yes and Mm -hmm. and then you make a connection and Mm -hmm. you know you're it, it, it it's it's amazing that if you are tuned in to the vulnerability of just being open to new experiences and new people new thoughts how how fantastic your life can really become mhm in just a normal like i said the a barns and noble trip or waiting in line for lunch meat or anything you know just be open mm-hmm. and and vulnerable and and pay attention
0: mhm i agree i i feel like what i'm hearing you say is that it allows you if you're vulnerable then you can see the dynamics clear enough that you don't react from a place of fear.
1: Yes, absolutely. I love how you can can smush all my proposed <laughs> uh, conversation into. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. If you're not living in fear,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're living in love mm-hmm. and you can mm-hmm. and, and and yes, you're, you you mm-hmm. can, your life is so much better. It's so much more so, interesting.
0: Yeah, I think it's important um to recognize that we are animals and that we do still have animal brains um we're not just got the human part but we still mm-hmm. have the animal part and mm-hmm. i in my opinion it seems that uh a lot of people live in fear and um that's why i, I often don't feel i have a lot of opinions but i don't Judge or look down on a fear based response. I think it's important to inform yourself. I think it's important to step back and practice courage to be vulnerable, to recognize what's going on so that you can make an informed, human, humane, Mm -hmm. loving decision. Um, But to recognize also, you know, you brought up COVID, and I think, you know, I see people react for shots, against shots, everything. I don't see them very different. Uh, I see them reacting in fear. And um, I think that you can get yourself caught up pretty quickly in in a kind of cycle of um, they can turn into hate, Mm -hmm. which is really fear based. It's protective. Um, And so to be able to really step back and say, oh, I'm afraid. And so I'm seeing this in an animalistic way and not not to be pooh pooing on animals, but in that. It seems that most animals live kind of in a very present moment. And so there is either either a threat or there's Mm -hmm. not. That's a very 2D kind of uh, view. And that's what it feels like when I see people, whether it's about COVID or politics or relationships, uh, you know, any type of relationship. It's a when I go into fear, I go into two dimensional and when I go, I go into two dimensional because I am sensing a threat and I have to determine if I, have the, you know, fight, flight, freeze, whatever you know, right. and then you go into that and you can sometimes find yourself permanently in that state <laughs> in every direction. Mm-hmm. You and, certainly can. Uh, yeah. So it's it to me, it's being able to s- step back and view the world three dimensionally um, and then be able to react three dimensionally. And um hopefully, from a place of love. And, you know, of course, you know, if, uh, you know, baseball's flying at ya, you, you got to duck. You got to make a decision, <laughs> right? You got to do something about it. So you get well, smacked I in the face. Well, I would catch
1: it, but, you well, know. Well, I would I, be impressed. I, I grew up playing little league.
0: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I did too, but I don't know if I could. But I would watch this happen. I I think we should do this for the pod. Oh, should I would enjoy doing this for the podcast. <laughs> Let's do a baseball test. But
1: see, you caught yourself on Should that's Look fine. I caught you. the baseball. The I should know. baseball.
0: Yes, you did. Mm, mm, mm,
1: mm. Okay. Mm.
0: You ever watch Emperor's ching, ching. New Groove?
1: Um oh yes I did. Uh, I ha- yes, I have seen yeah, that person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have uh, Disney children uh, uh, but, like I've seen every Disney movie.
0: <laughs> it's one of my all time favorites. <laughs> my sisters and I always reference it. Yeah, I that like movie. that one yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so um and I you know, this is a theme that I will continue to come back to, but when when we hash the past, rehash the past, or beat the crap out of ourselves with the past we're living in fear trying to protect ourselves from future pain in my opinion but the past doesn't exist anymore you're just in the present beating yourself up in a virtual reality of the past however you perceive it usually misremembering things Mm -hmm. and then if you go into the future you're trying to you're afraid and you're trying to prevent future disasters from happening but all you're doing is sitting in the present in a virtual reality freaking out having a fear response Correct. nothing is gained. You know, if you can do something about it, if the baseball is coming at your face and it's two feet away, yeah, duck. Because in two feet, in the future, it's going to hit you in the face, (laughs) right? But outside of that, I think people end up living in that on a more abstract level and don't even realize it. And yeah, so I I think we're in a violent agreement, as my father would say uh, about this, that vulnerability gives you sight, which allows you then to make a more informed decision and hopefully one from love from a human perspective, instead of a
1: caveman response, yeah, yeah caveman, absolutely. I mean, yeah, we might totally not even agree. be giving
0: cavemen much credit. <laughs> Maybe
1: they were like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> we, we were very
0: yeah, present." That's right. <laughs> yeah. Cavemen
1: they were they were doing their thing with hieroglyph. Oh, no, that's not hieroglyphics. That's uh, Egyptians. But cavemen were painting yeah. on the yeah, wall right, and telling yeah. their story. Yeah, and, and uh, probably yeah. very present yeah they might they probably were
0: yeah so challenging question here we
1: go (laughs) all right
0: so so far we've discussed vulnerability as um i would say a um, a tool a tool for sight um for health for presence this is very good it we agree that it can be very uncomfortable, excruciating, one might say. Um, necessarily so. Um, and this might not be in a recent experience, but is there a time that vulnerability felt dangerous to you? Like is there a time where it, and maybe you can look back and now say, well, now I don't think that it was dangerous, but then I certainly felt that it was a da- I was it was dangerous.
1: Uh, yeah. I even now, I think vulnerability is it, it's it's danger. It, it, you know, let's let let's be really real.
0: Yes, please.
1: Um, as much as I am here saying all the, the you know be vulnerable and and I am vulnerable, yeah, I mean it scares the shit out of me. It it mm-hmm. it it really yeah it 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 does mm-hmm. it, it it scares me um but it scares me enough to realize that that is really the only way to 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 proceed to to, to go to to move toward the future that we like you so beautifully described is is non-existent and the past is gone um but to be vulnerable in the moment Mm -hmm. the strength it gives you is is really all is really all that there is i i know you're you 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 want an example and and i have a lot i like i yeah because you know because i do i like i am vulnerable so i'm just thinking (laughs) which example is going to do the least amount of damage to me emotionally right now. Um, You
0: could talk about the past, something that doesn't affect anyone nowadays. You can reflect.
1: uh, Okay. So a time that I was vulnerable, but it gave me a lot of fear. Was that the the, felt dangerous it, 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 it felt it felt dangerous to be so vulnerable mm-hmm. mm. yeah I have I have a few but they're spicy and yeah and I could get in trouble so I'm not gonna go there um okay I I, I can do I I think I'll talk perhaps about Yeah, I I'm 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 sorry, I'm okay. I'm I'm like going through the um old fogey Rolodex in my, my mm-hmm. brain mm-hmm. because a lot of these things were when I was younger mm-hmm. and didn't have computers then. So we had the little Rolodex cards and when i was vulnerable felt the fear but i did it anyway mm. oh god it's too many i i, I, I <laughs> too many um All right, the, the, here I don't know why this one's popping up. But but anyway, here it is. When in 1980, back in the dark ages, I was uh fortunate enough to um or or crazy enough to um buy a, a Eurorail pass and and head over to Europe. I was 20 years old. Uh, At the time, my university did not have an exchange program. But a a friend of mine in my Spanish class and myself decided that, um, you know, if we were going to get a degree in Spanish or I have a minor in Spanish, that we really needed to live in a Spanish-speaking country for ideally a semester, if not longer. Um, So long story short, in 1980, my friend um, Marcella and I uh, went went over to Spain, and um, before our study started, we had a we bought a Eurail pass, which was uh, basically a train ticket that was good for a whole year, mm. and you could you could go anywhere in Europe. And you just show your little pass. And I mean, it was fantastic. And the freedom. So um, we planned to go to Rome before our studies started in January. So we actually left like three weeks before uh, or two weeks before Christmas in December of uh, 1979. We flew over to Luxembourg, got on a train. Uh, traveled all night, went into Rome. Uh, We stayed at a convent because, (laughs) uh, you know, we didn't have much money at all. and We were not rich kids doing an exchange program. We we had, like, so little money. But um, we worked out a deal with the Little Sisters of the Poor in Rome that if we stayed at their convent in Rome... And then we did our, we, we both were dietary aides. That was our little job we had in college um, at a Little Sisters of the Poor that was located near our college. So the, mm. the nuns in that lo- location wrote us a letter in French. That we could take to any little sisters of the poor in Europe, and they and the nuns, in, in, you know, here in in America, said that if we ever got in trouble anywhere or we needed help, just show that letter, like to the police or to anyone, and they would take us to a convent. So, see, it's like my Catholic background wasn't that all that bad. It had mm. some redeeming qualities. So, anyway, so here we are. We're in Rome, and it's right before the holidays. And um, my friend is of Italian descent, so like she blended right in—her dark hair, her you know, brown eyes—and um, I was very much looking like a tourist, an American walking around. And um, anyway, so we're we're bopping around. We we did our little work for the day, and we're and we're just walking through the streets and. And she she takes a turn in one direction, and I said, "Hey, I'm going to catch up with you. I want to go another direction." So I go down like a not great area um, that I didn't really know was not great, but anyway, it wasn't great. And um, a a foreign man came up to me and um, and actually looked at me in the eye, and he said in broken English, American. And like he took, he didn't have a knife, but he like made um, a sign like like to, to, to like cro- cut his neck. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was like American and like, shh, and like Khomeini, shh, you know. Um, and at the time, this is so long ago, but the, there were Americans being held hostage in Iran. Mm-hmm. And I think this person was, irani or you know of of some other nationality other than italian and and anyway um part of me part of me just wanted to to, to like speak spanish which i was pretty fluent in and you know i i don't look spanish but maybe i could get away with it Mm. and and i just really wanted to but at the other hand i i'm like I'm like, yeah. So I answered in English, I'm like, yeah, I'm American. Yes, I'm American. Mm. And I, I said, but what good is that going to do by by killing by killing me? You know, I'm like, yes, I, I'm, a, I'm American. Yes, mm. and and he looked at me and he and he like just shook his head and was like, and and walked away. Um, and. And, you know, and, and it's like the split second, like, I thought, I couldn't pass for Italian, but I could speak Spanish. And then he'd hear a foreign language, because he's obviously not Italian, and he's obviously not Spanish. I don't think he was Spanish. I know he wasn't Spanish. Mm. But anyway, you know, that that's a long, weird story. But I, I felt so vulnerable at that time, because I was 20. I had never been on an airplane before, let alone been to Europe. And, You know, I I mean, I was just so young and naive and walking in a like a not a great part of Mm -hmm. of a city that I didn't know. And, you know, and it and it 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 kind of shook me because he easily could have had a knife. He easily could have slipped my throat and I would just be another, you know, casualty in hate for, you know, for what? Mm -hmm. Um. But that little interaction did make me aware that I look American. I walk. I guess my demeanor, my dress, everything said, "Hey, here, here's a young American student walking down the street like, a, like it ain't nobody's <laughs> business." And it, it it taught me. It it actually that fearful encounter made me aware that if i were to survive and 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 have a have a good experience in europe i needed to be more careful i needed to not think that the world is all rosy even though my my little optimistic heart wanted to f- wanted to believe that the mm-hmm. world isn't yeah so um then of course after that experience i like hurried up to find my friend and you know and she's blended in she's you know i'm like oh my god you won't believe what what happened to me or almost happened to me i said this guy is weirdo he's like humane he's gonna you know do the whatever slit the americans throats and this that and the other thing and 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 she's like yeah well you know why'd you walk why'd you go i didn't know why you won like who knows right who knows why i wanted to go where i went but i did and I learned a super, super important lesson from that. Mm-hmm. And from that time forward, before I even got to Spain to even study, I was a little bit jaded in the sense that I I didn't, I, I couldn't just walk as freely as I was before that encounter. Mm-hmm. Before I was like the American in paradise. You know, oh, yeah, you know. And not everybody, yeah, I mean, it, it hit home. That, you know, at that time, and even now, Americans are not, uh, you know, yeah, we can't walk around like we own, like, you know, like there's no problem, like we own the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry. That went on and on. Um, but it was, um, it, it definitely changed in a good way. Yeah. It, it changed how I um, experienced my trip overseas.
0: It was like you were able to see more clearly what was going on. I was around able you to and... see
1: more clearly, and I needed that. And yeah. thank you know, the universe that it was not truly a you know, it, it could have that could have been the enemy, right. could have been horrible, could have been a lot of things, right? But it wasn't. And mm-hmm. I learned, I learned the lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me stronger, it made me braver. I didn't get on the plane, I didn't like run. I'd call my mother and say I'm coming home because somebody did something to me. Mm-hmm. I, it it made me resolute that I'm learning from this. I I have to be aware of my surroundings. I I have mm-hmm. to realize I I can't just start off into some part of wherever I'm I, that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. And that lesson has served me well from that time forward. Yeah. As much as I'm an adventurer and I go places and I do things independently. I'm smarter now, right. because of that incident when I was twenty. It's I learned from it.
0: Mm. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> you had me on the edge. I'm like over here, like I can feel it like tight. And like what happened next? <laughs>
1: yeah, that uh, that happened at the beginning of the trip, and mm. I and like I said, I'm grateful for it. It mm. helped me help me stay smart and
0: vulnerability man giving you sight
1: yeah it is <laughs> it is even scary sight
0: <laughs> I'm gonna check the time okay so this point of the podcast um I would like to hear from you you know based on discussions that we've had um something that you're grateful for about yourself. Um something that you love about yourself or something that you've done, whether it's present or the past. What something that you you want to thank yourself for or or um Okay. Recognize, acknowledge in yourself.
1: Okay. Um today I, I it's Monday. I had a I had a big list of, you know, things, do this, do that. Um, And I, I made the time at two o'clock today, to do a meditation with one of my of course, one of my favorite yoga instructors. And uh, I'm grateful, I'm grateful that I don't get caught up in the to do's every day, and that I have to really go back inside mm-hmm. this vessel, my my little garage that my soul is parked <laughs> in, and, and honor it. And mm-hmm. the way I can honor it and give it some downtime is through meditation. Mm-hmm. So at 2 o'clock, I tuned in. Uh, it was a virtual meditation, um, but it was lovely, and I traveled to other dimensions and just filled my 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 mind and my soul with beautiful light sources and you know my my instructor is is so wonderful with the 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 descriptive um language she uses to to kind of get your 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 physical body relaxed and then your mind can just create these beautiful landscapes and healing energy and Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was uh, forty-five minutes long, and uh, I woke up, and and it and it was fabulous. And so I'm grateful that I have the wherewithal to say, you know what, list, you know, I'm, or I, or I guess I could have added it to the list. I didn't <laughs> even think of that, but um, maybe it's the rebel in me. I didn't want to be too traditional and just check off. Meditation, mm. like it's a shopping chore, or like it's a mm. chore, right. because it isn't. It's a gift. It's a gift to yourself. Mm. And how about you?
0: I like that. You definitely make a point of. Um, I like that it's not you make it a gift, not a chore. That it's a part of who you your life, day to day, not something you have to do. Or oh right! There's definitely an energy shift in that. I want to do it. I don't need to do it. Even though you, mm-hmm. I would say, if you want to be healthy, you need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's that feeling, that difference in approach.
1: No, it's like a gratitude. It's like yeah. I'm grateful for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, right. I'm going to give you a break. Mm. Give you the body a break and mm-hmm. mind. I'm going to let you travel and to good places, mm-hmm. healing and spiritual and good good things. Yeah. You know and uh, and the bonus is when i when i do that um my animals all all gather around and they know my they know my yoga, yoga instructor's voice now so they they know when i'm kind of setting up my little space they all start you know filing in and and i think they enjoy it as much as me so uh, That's an added bonus. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And your moons and your planets come circling in closer, orbiting in. (laughs) Here they come. Let's see. Um, I'm grateful. For following through with promises to myself. You don't have to. No one's forcing me. I'm not, I'm sure as hell not forcing me. I make a point of that. But that doesn't mean I don't want to. And, you know, I, uh, starting this podcast, there was a lot of drafts working up to these, this moment, you know, and lots of weird things that I didn't know were going to be a part of the podcast. And, t- You know, I can look back and see how the dots connected, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know at the time. So there's just lots of moments in my 30 years, maybe all 30 years leading up, you know, to this current moment. And I think that might be true whether I'm on a podcast or not, but just that, you know, I had a a stressful day today at work and I was tired and we had made this commitment and I'm grateful um, because these hours that we've spent together, um really kind of putting pen to paper or letting the rubber hit the road or mm-hmm. whatever whatever phrase you want to use um, I can tell is really going to inspire me to continue making bigger promises to be more vulnerable to reach higher to have more courage to keep keep pushing and um, and I think that like anything, like the things that we've named to that take practice, keeping promises to myself has been, um, a pract has been a practice, something that I've really worked on. And so I'm, I'm grateful that I don't, you know, beat myself up when I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to come at it from a need perspective. It's a gift. It's a, it's a want. Um, and I'm, whether I do it or not, I'm grateful for myself, but I am also grateful that I've, kept my promise to myself that I was going to do this, that I wanted to do this, that mm-hmm. I may be tired, I may I've been wearing an ice pack for the first <laughs> couple hours because my neck's all messed up and yeah, I'm, even if it didn't turn out as inspiring as it already feels to me, I would have been glad, but I, mean, I it's encouragement, you know, to keep, keep reaching and keep trusting myself and keep trusting myself to Handle whatever gets thrown at me, whether it feels good or doesn't, because there's no guarantees that everything will feel good. It's just that's not life. That does not how that works. So yeah, I'm I'm grateful for that.
1: And you and I was just gonna break my one prom. I and you should be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah.
0: would you say? And what, I, I, what and is I, the sentence? Not you should be.
1: Um. You earned it, you you are you are gratitude, and you are exemplifying gratitude. Mm.
0: It's the perfect should example. The first a perfect great start off to that (laughs) to start that off. I like it. The first real call out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! We snagged it right there at the end.
1: Yeah, we did. Heck yeah.
0: Is that your stomach? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it like I, I, w- I was,
1: uh, I was sitting here wondering if these fancy microphones are going to pick up my growling stomach, and apparently, mm-hmm. well, I've, your ears did.
0: But I got a headphones on, so it means oh, the so you is mean, is oh, so it, it means everybody
1: can. Yeah. Okay, okay, folks. I didn't have dinner. It's yeah. okay. Life goes. Maybe
0: on. that's I didn't get thunder when I collected the rain sounds the other day. So maybe that's what the. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thunder, hear yeah, the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's <sighs> funny.